1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well-known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> Hello, backpacking and blisters family. We have returned. This is Derek Somerville, and with me today is the only outdoorsman so committed to environmental health and the earth that he shaved his own head and used it for kindling to save leaves. <laughs> Carl Mandrioli. What's up, buddy? Sorry. I just, you, you caught me by surprise because I have my own introduction involves shaving as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, let's hear okay. it. Right, what do you got? Um, and with me today is Derek Somerville, a man who shaves his own back hair to shave weight while backpacking. Oh, wow. Can I braid it? Am I able to braid it? <laughs> Let's just say that when we're out there this summer, and if we actually see mm. a Sasquatch, we might not know who's you and who's a Sasquatch. Mm. I have used it to repel down small cliffs. So Okay. so i gotta i gotta tell you i got a a mini a mini tidbit before your tidbit yeah go ahead i was cooking dinner my quinoa beet hamburgers very good by the way wait wait, wait. quinoa beet hamburgers are you serious no joke dude quinoa beet wait is there a hamburger in it or is it just just like a vegan thing no it's like a vegan thing okay you you know blend up the the beets the quinoa breadcrumbs And uh, it's good. Throw a little vegan cheese, a little sprouts on it. It's good. Pretzel bun. Anyway, so while I'm cooking this, I made the rookie mistake, speaking of rookies, topic of the day, and touched the hot pan (laughs) and burned my finger. So here I am sitting doing the podcast with my finger in ice cold water to to alleviate pain. But the show must go on. You You are one tough cookie right there. Mm. Let me... Yeah, this is full credit right here. So you're doing this is you're not a hundred percent, and yet you're still podcasting. Wow, impressive. Yeah, I'm like ninety eight percent right now. It's crazy. Ninety eight percent. Also, also another <laughs> random tidbit of in, of injury, personal injury. It's been a while since we podcast. So Derek's got all this pent up information. I really and diary of the mouth right now. Go ahead. So before the burning happened. Um, I never have back problems, right? But I bent down today to lift something small up, and I guess I did it weird. Pulled the back, the lower back's in pain now, so I gotta ice oh. that. I'm gonna have to ice that post podcast. So okay. maybe at ninety, probably like ninety five percent. Okay. Well, as long as you're hundred percent by the time we get rolling this summer, that's yeah. that's what we hope for. Mm. Okay, so on to the tidbits that I've got. Um, we have gotten 
a sponsor, another one for season mm. three. Did you know that? We did, yeah. Yeah. So if you go back to our like fit to get packing or packing to get fit episode, that was actually one of our more popular episodes for season two. And Rowan Smith, our guest, he decided he wanted to sponsor us and we're going to be kind of promoting his stuff or we are going to be promoting his stuff throughout the season starting now. So he is part of Summit Strength and he's out there to help amateur trekkers, hikers, backpackers, whatever you want to call yourselves to get to the top of the mountain. So check it out at summitstrength.com slash AU because he's located in Australia, yeah. which I think is, I think it's to, you know, anybody who wants a, like a remote coach, which is getting more and more popular, like this is the time to get, grab something from Australia. Cause if you don't know this, the exchange rate in Australian dollars is pretty beneficial to Americans right now. You would know you live there. Yeah, I'm but it changes. Like it wasn't that beneficial when I was there, but I just randomly looked good. it up and I was like, oh, this is actually really good. So. Yeah, and I, I think people might be like, "Oh, he's in Australia." Mm, ah. It's it's right. not that hard, guys. You just do it online. Everything's online. It's like if you had somebody in your own state or in a different state, and you did it via the web. So it's really a lot. Of, yeah, for sure. Popular. I mean, you, you'd have to do some research on you know remote coaching, but people that yeah, people use it a lot to improve their fitness. True. It's actually a cheaper way to do it. So anyway, so we got another sponsor, and then. Typically, when we hit the summer, at least this is what happened last summer, we don't get quite as many people, you know, messaging us or asking questions. But right before we, we um, were recording, I got a really interesting question from somebody, a gentleman named Sean, who just found our podcast and he's been listening. And he, like a few others out there listening, have actually never been on a backpacking trip. And they, mm. it sounds like he actually knows what he's doing in the world of hiking, but he wants to know kind of how to take it to the next level and know where to go and how to plan the multi-day trip. Yes. And so his question's a really good one because I don't think there's like a one-stop shop answer for this. So I'm going to throw the question to you, Derek. Uh So how do you find a good multi-day trail that's appropriate to one's level? Like what would you do? What resources would you look for? That kind of thing. To find a multi-day trail appropriate to like like a beginning trail? Well, yeah, I don't know where I don't know where, where Sean's what Sean's level is, but just c- kind of make it more general. Just yeah, for someone's level, how do you how do you figure out like where to go? And well, what to do if possible. If you are above, uh, okay, I'll, let's start with the beginner. If you're not, if you don't know what you're doing at all, um, if you have any friends that are knowledgeable at all, I would talk to them first. I would maybe jump online and do a little research. I might even call up some ranger stations and talk to them directly. I've always found. Okay. Um, you know, I think when I planned my wife's trip, I, I was familiar with Yosemite, but I think I called ahead and was like double checking like conditions and, you know, right. <clears throat> was there snow out there? What was the, you know, how is it out there right now? Because that way you have a, at least like some kind of a sense of like what it's actually like out there if you talk to somebody who's working there every day. Right. Um, if you're, I don't know, like if you're more intermediate to maybe above intermediate, and it's an, I would say, obviously, if it's a familiar area to you, it might be easier if you know, like, what to expect. Like, I feel like we know what to expect at Yosemite in general. And if it's an area you're not familiar with, like, if we were going, like, we're going somewhere new this year, right? Like, we, you, we were doing Olympic National, and so what right. do we have to do? We have to, like, research it online. Maybe there's probably, like, YouTube clips of the actual people maybe on the trail or pictures of the trail or, you know, there's so much yeah. out there now um, that you can... I, I would be surprised if you couldn't get some kind of footage or pictures of the actual, maybe not, maybe it's not the actual trail or, but maybe like the area surrounding the trail, just to get an idea of like what the terrain's like, like what you're going to be looking at um, to help you better prepare. I think that what, yeah, kind of what you're getting at is this applies not just to beginners, but people going to new areas that they're not mm-hmm. familiar with. Like how do you know what a good trip is? And True. You hit on some good things. I think if you check, there's various blogs. YouTube is a big one. There's Facebook pages devoted to certain areas or even just general backpacking Facebook pages. You can just ask people and say, hey, like, have you ever been here? What's a good trail for if I want to do X you know, number of miles a day, this kind of thing? Uh, there's guidebooks. Some, there you can kind of find specific guidebooks to more popular areas that will clue you in on trails, mileage, difficulty, and just general crowdedness. Yeah. But what I, and one thing that's worked for me is I've actually bought maps ahead of time and just scoured the maps, looking at mileages between junctions and just kind of planned it out. And then I take that to YouTube and try to match it up and see if it's like actually a place I want to go to. 
And I would say last resort would be to look on online lists or magazines, which will say, you know, top 10 trips of 2019 Mm. or whatever, because they tend to be more crowded and they don't always tend to be the best research. So Backpacker Magazine was kind of my go-to for years and years. And for all the years and all the information I pulled from that magazine, I think I've only done one or two trips inspired by a write-up there. Mm. And they don't quite always have their information. I don't know. They, they can make it sound better than it actually is. I'll just put it that way. Would you say that, you know, you, you were talking about reading the map, getting a map, buying a map, which I think is a great idea. But if I'm, let's say this is my first trip, and I'm like, I don't really know. Like, oh, it looks pretty easy. But I'm not really understanding, yeah. like, elevation and the topography and all that stuff. For sure. Could I easily misjudge, you know, what I'm doing and not understand, like, oh, wow, this day is going to go up, like, 2,000 feet? And I didn't even I didn't even get that when I was looking at the map. Really, your answer, I think, is good for that, where you talk about going to calling up ranger stations. or I've actually just shown up to a ranger station and was like, hey, we do not know where to go here. Yeah. Can you recommend a trip? And then away we go. So they're pretty good about that. It just depends upon where you're at. It sounds like sounds like this guy sounds like Sean has a general sense of things. Yeah. The really the easiest go to is just like what you mentioned. You know, find a friend, go with friends that know what they're doing, and that's really how I started was going with people that maybe I didn't necessarily. I wasn't super excited to go with, but right. they were willing to take me. I, I learned, I paid attention, and then from there, you know, you can kind of plan. It's true. As you go. Yeah. So anyway, good question though. Thanks question. for that, Sean, and welcome to the podcast. Yeah. But so anyway, verse of the episode, First Samuel seventeen forty. Mm. You familiar with this one? Maybe. I think you are. He took his stick in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had even in his pouch. And his sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. Mm. Hmm. Famous. Fam- <laughs> Do you know what's going on here? Dave- <laughs> no, what is going on? No, David and Goliath, man. Legendary. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So David was gearing up for a showdown with Goliath, and he knew what he was in for. He was stepping out in faith with his ultralight pouch of stones, and he was prepared. Mm. And I think the mistakes that we're talking about today is when we think we're prepared, but we're really not. So mm. we're kind of going the opposite direction as, as David was here. So Indeed. That's what this episode's all about. And even though we talk about this being rookie mistakes, I think we're going to find that the veterans out there, including ourselves, have and maybe continue to have made these mistakes. Mm. Continue to have? I don't know if that makes sense. It was close close enough. Close enough. Yeah. So I charge you to come up with four rookie mistakes that people might be making out there. I did. Did you find four? So, yeah. Okay. So I had four. I will swing away, if you will. Yeah, go for it. What's your first one? One of the first rookie mistakes, I think, that can really kick in the in the pants later on is not preparing <laughs> as we all know uh not preparing for the weather and okay. i have firsthand experience of this in the famous backpackers or, i'm sorry backpacker magazine published article about the legendary jacket for pants mm. and um and so that That's was right. a trip where uh you know it was my first time in, i think it was my first time in colorado hiking and I didn't have any, like, you know, shell from my backpack for weather. I had, like, this light tiddlywink, you know, jacket that was, like, water resistant. I had, you know, that's pretty much all I had. And then all of a sudden it's, like, lightning and thunder and the trail becomes a river. And it was just it was out of control. So long story short, I had to strip down everything, empty out the pack when we found sunlight. And I only was wearing this, this breathable jacket because it dried quick as pants. And that was... Okay. Not my best outing because I didn't prepare. So what's your solution to this then? <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm, no, I think, um, well, obviously you want to check the weather before you go. That's like obvious and standard. I would say, um, you know, if you had done the research, if you were like, you know, well, I'm going to, we're going to Washington and this time of year, you know, is there going to be rain? Is there usually rain? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to err on the side of, we're going to go to Washington. There's going to be rain. Um, so that that would be okay. my preparation. I think from now on, like, since that trip, I think I tried to, I think I went out and bought a shell for my pack. Obviously, that was, like, step one yeah. um, to cover the essentials and then to find something that was 
conducive for me to stay dry and stay warm. And I think my father-in-law had got me a really good jacket that was pretty lightweight. So I usually throw that in my pack. Side note on that one. I actually did just kind of, kind of poked around a little bit, just did some research. And I did come across a backpacker magazine article online. And it actually said the opposite of what you said, not to, not to actually get a pack cover because those leak anyway, but to actually just store things like your sleeping bag inside your pack in, you know, like a plastic bag or some, something like a dry bag. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. That's funny you mentioned that. I actually thought about doing that this year because I know, I was just yeah. going to say, I noticed last, was it last year or maybe the year before where I had that shell on in the, in the, in the storm we were through. And I think I, most of things, most of the things were dry, but there was some leakage. There was some like, okay. the storm found a way through. <clears throat> so it was like, <laughs> the storm finds a way. Yeah, so I, I actually I've not had the problem. So when I actually when I read that, I thought mm, maybe we're not putting it on right, or we don't have things stacked correctly. I don't know. I have not had the problem. So, but if you if you've had it, I trust it. And so apparently others have had that out there. And well, it, it wasn't major. It was it was because I had extra things packed in the bottom of my bag, and I, I think the shell didn't really fully expand that far. And so it was just it right. was a little bit at the bottom, but for the most part, it was pretty good. You don't do the do you do the liner inside? Do you do that too? I tried it and it was just annoying. <laughs> so I, I went back to the the shell and I think it's easier to just dry out the shell when the rain stops than to dry out your pack. Mm. Then you've got a soaked pack and so I just mm. uh, yeah I don't not interested in that at all. What if you go shell? But I think if you're gonna play it safe. You, yeah, people tend to use those those um, what do you call them? Those trash compactor bags for their sleeping bags. Mm. So mm. dry bag I feel like is an extra. Yeah. I don't know, not worth the wait. But interesting. Yeah. That was an interesting first one. So yeah. I yeah, I, I went I think I've got some different types of answers as usual for the ones I've got. And <laughs> here we go. <laughs> well, I tried to think about mistakes that I was currently making or that we were making. And and I came across one. This one I've got this one was not my own. I've got to credit Dan Becker. For those of you who like YouTube, Dan's like a one of the bigger backpacking YouTubers out there. And he's actually not, he's mm. only been backpacking, I think, since 2015. I don't watch a ton of his stuff. I'm not big into the, like, the YouTube videos where it's just somebody talking at me. He does he does some show and tell, which I like, but he's a pretty sharp guy, and he comes up some, with some pretty creative stuff. And one thing that he said was uh, purchase, so the mistake is that people are purchasing their items by weight and not necessarily by function. So, and I found myself doing this where the first thing I look at is how much does this item weigh, not is this item going to, you know, solve my problem or, or is it going to be good for what I want it to be good for, right? Yeah. So I've got a couple examples of this and the big one is the sleeping bag. Like I constantly look at the sleeping bag, but is this going to keep me warm? And the big mm-hmm. mistake I made with my wife right. is that I, I would give, give her something that I think is going to work for her. And she would constantly be cold. And it got to the point where I was giving her a negative 20-degree bag. I'm like, sleep in this. There's no possible way you can be cold. It's going to be in the 40s. <laughs> and she would still be cold because it was just too big for her. And turns out she found like a women's bag, like Sierra Designs. It works awesome, and she's not cold now. But I wasn't looking at like how things fit or the function. I was looking at weight and just, yeah. So anyway, so, so purchase. So look at the function of the item first. Is it going to do what you want it to do and not the weight. That's, I think, a good starting point. So for example, Derek, I could see you making this mistake and purchasing the lightest sleeping bag of all time, just like the one ounce sleeping bag, which is simply a square of felt that can cover up maybe your pectoral muscle. Mm. And you know what? It's light and it could be your quilt, but is it really going to function and keep you warm at night? Obviously not. So... Mm. Again, function versus weight. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, obviously my pecs are huge, so it's it's you might have to buy obviously like two or three of those, which would really add on the weight. So I don't think I would probably do that. <laughs> um, you could probably get away with it though. I mean, I think you'd be right. you could probably wrap it around yourself a couple times. I think. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, I don't know. That's, but you get that you get the point, right? I get, yeah, get for point. sure. I mean, you definitely want to make sure it's comfortable and functional and lightweight if possible. I would say number two rookie mistake, rookie mistake yep. is you have unrealistic expectations as far as like mileage and terrain. Um, so meaning okay. like, you know, oh yeah, we got some guys, you know, oh yeah, I went camping when I was little and yeah, we're going to do this loop. It's like, you know, 25 miles 
and we can we do it in like two or three days. And then what you don't get is like you don't understand mm. like how much uphill there. Maybe there's a couple peaks. Maybe there's a ton of uphill on one day or two. Like you, you're not really gauging that. You just you know. And I think sometimes even as like maybe seasoned hikers, um, it might be easy to be like, oh yeah, you know, I could see people being like, yeah, yeah, no, I've been I've been out here like a million times. I can totally know what's going on. And then you t- you take for granted right. certain things and you have these unrealistic expectations. So uh, I would say always remain a student. Always remain teachable. Always rem- <laughs> don't think you know everything. I would, I would say never uh, think you've outsmarted Mother Nature. That would be my advice. Can I ask real quick, is your entire list simply a recap of season one, season two of things we've already talked about? It, no. Do you have any new content here, Derek? You wanted question. me to find four rookie mistakes. <laughs> I found you four rookie mistakes. And now, like a rookie, he's bashing the mistake. I'm just asking a question, not bashing. I don't know if you're throwing it out there because I dug deep and I've thought I've really thought through some of these things that I still feel like we struggle with and sometimes I don't even have solutions for. See, you're not even answering your own question though. You are like answering questions for our group which are not rookies but you wanted the episode to be about rookie mistakes rookie mistakes that, that which could apply to rookies or to people that are making those mistakes even though they're very experienced it's all encompassing that is going to be folks all, uh, b&b listeners that will be in parentheses under the simple rookie mistakes title all that stuff he just said so okay there's all these all these like sub points okay so here's I, you want me to make I can apply it to us. I have no problem doing it. <laughs> it's not about applying to us. I'm just pulling from my, my own experiences in life to try to make this relevant you, for everybody. What was I just <laughs> doing? Jacket for pants. What are you talking you're, about? You know, yeah, you know, for sure. You're doing the same thing. You're just simply pulling the same things that you've pulled out before. When did I pull out uh, unrealistic expectations and terrain mileage? Mm, like two or three times in the last couple seasons. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, it might not have been you, might have been me, but either way, we've covered it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, this okay. is what I deal with. Well, this is what I deal well, with. we'll see what you have next. Okay, my next <laughs> well, one. Well, now I'm scared. I'm scared to t- <laughs> I'm scared to tell you my next one. That's all right. I'm, I'm going to try to save it with, with the list I, I came up with. So this, oh, wow. this one is a, a complex one because I don't know that there's an easy solution, but fitting your pack properly, like how do you really do that? From my experience, the only way to really know if your pack fits you well and is comfortable is to go backpacking with it mile after mile after mile. So if you're mm. trying to get a pack fit at an outdoor store and you're walking around a flat you know, surface for <laughs> 10 minutes, yeah, I mean, you can probably narrow it down between packs for sure, but like, do you really know if that fits well? So Derek, you have to have a good solution for this because this is your go-to solution for every piece of gear you buy. What would you what would you do <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that you at least can play it safe with the pack you're purchasing? Okay, number one, uh, we've talked about this before. I'm not going to say anything about that. Uh, number two, although I just did, and then number two, um, <laughs> I, I feel like I really know if the pack is on wrong or right if I just put some weight in there, and yeah. if I just throw some junk in there, I don't, it doesn't matter what it is, like. I remember when I just had gotten my new Osprey pack a few years ago, uh, I just threw a bunch of like books in there and just walked around just to just to feel where the weight was sitting. Was it on my hips? Was it on my shoulders? Did I need what did I need to tighten? And okay. I think just walking around the house, walking, going <laughs> I probably look like a like a weirdo, but like going to get the mail, um, up and down my driveway, things like that for yeah. a, you know, like thirty, twenty, thirty minutes. Um it just told me where the weight was and where it was kind of uncomfortable. So I think I would just tweak it, and then I tried it again later. I like that you threw books in there and not just your actual backpacking gear. Like, books are the kind of the same thing. It's weight, Carl, okay? <laughs> My backpacking gear was hibernating and resting till the appropriate time. <laughs> hibernating. Another issue there we'll talk about later. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's not where I was going with this. I thought you would pick up on what no. I was going with this, is if you buy a pack... Now, it sounds like you can dial in your pack pretty easily. I don't think most people... I shouldn't say that. I don't think everybody can do that. Certainly, my the first couple of packs I bought, I don't think fit me very well, and they were quite painful. Yeah. And so, buying it at a place you can return it. Oh, sure, know, yeah. Ever, of course. Yeah, just so wherever that is, if you can return it, I think that that's that's a good solution mm. to this problem. However, there's some really high end packs now that are only available online, and some will allow you to return it. But I think you've got to pay the shipping. So I'm talking about, you know, Z packs and Gossamer gear, those types of packs, which are kind yes. of the ultralight packs. 
and they're very expensive. And so I think it's probably worth the risk of, of trying it out and then returning it after the fact to, um, to see if it's going to work for you. So anyway, problem, the snake is assuming that if it fits in the store, it's going to fish in the trail. So a flat floor does not simulate rocky terrain. And I would even go so far to say books do not simulate where weight is settling your back either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember early on when I had my old pack, I think you, I think it was my second year, first year, second year. And you like walked up to me and you're like, dude, um, let me help you out, bro. Uh, Cause your pack is not on right. And thing, you came over and you like, stri- right. you know, tightened some straps and like got the weight. I'm like, oh wow, this feels totally different. Cause you just don't know. Right. I just didn't, I just didn't know. I'm like, oh, this is supposed yeah. to sit here and this is the weight supposed to feel like this. Like I had no idea. Right. Um, I don't even think I had the chest, the chest right. clip on, which was like a huge difference. So I think for the rookies, yeah, like what you're saying, I think they can show you that stuff at the store, especially if you have experienced uh, employees. Yeah. But if, so I think you're not going to want to go to the online if you're not an experienced backpacker. That's, I guess that's the advice I would give. But pack fitting, that was my second one. Pack, All right, what's, pack your, fitting. what's your third one? My third one, which applies to current situations and past situations, is checking your gear before the trip. We had a situation not that long ago where somebody did not check their gear before the trip and they forgot a, I don't know, sleeping bag. So, um, you know, even even in current times, like, you know, I mean, like, go through your gear. I think it's more for like, yeah, okay, yeah, do I have everything on the on maybe the gear list that we have? Um, do I have the essentials? But does it work? Like, is this water filter functional or do we just throw it in our pack the following year? And like what happened to ours? It things like spraying all over the place and it, like it didn't didn't work that great. So it's extra work for you on the trail. Is, 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 are things functional? Like, is you, if you have a jet boil, if you have a um, a stove, if you have things like that that require... Oh, I see. So actually testing. Okay. So testing out some of that stuff beforehand. Yeah, that, testing, okay. testing your gear, not checking your... Yeah, I mean, just check all testing your gear. Testing your gear out. Okay. Does it work? That's actually... that that I like that one better than just referencing the missing sleeping bag, which we've done a couple of times. So I was going to hit you up on the rehash on that one. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, testing no, it out. Yeah, I think it's just... Yeah, going through all your gear, making sure things... Like, if you haven't checked your... Like, if you just bought a brand new water filter, okay, maybe you don't need to check it every year. But, like, if you have older gear, I would I would go through it every year. Just double-check yeah. it. Make sure it's like, okay, this works okay. Because you don't want to get out there and be like, oh, my gosh, my water filter just totally crapped right. out on me. Now i got to boil everything. The you know, water filter thing is the one that's going to break... It's most likely to break, especially those pump filters. The stoves actually hold up yeah. pretty well. I don't think I've ever had an issue with a stove before. I haven't either. I haven't especially either. Especially those, those canister stoves. But um, all right, so test out your gear. There you go. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Next one for me, my third one, actually relates to the stoves. I'll kind of piggyback on you for that one. And this is an issue that we have not solved yet. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people struggle with this. Bring a stove setup that matches how you cook your food. So, because I think you're going to save a lot of weight depending upon what you're going to do, or you're just going to have extra functions that you may not have if you choose the wrong stove setup. So for example, we have a stove Mm. setup where we're still using some old pocket rockets and (laughs) they're great. They're easy and they're really good if you actually cook your own food. And if you want to simmer, like if you're making things that just, you're actually cooking the food out there. If all Mm. you want to do is boil water then these are wasting fuel like crazy. And so we're actually carrying extra fuel that we don't need to carry because we don't, our stove setup does not match. And so we need to get a different system. We need to get a system where it's all about boiling water fast and efficiently and using the, you know, the the fuel efficiently. So really a jet boil is the best solution for us since we're mainly still just using the the freeze-dried food. And we do not have one right now. True. Did you see the picture, Carl, that I sent you today, guys? Everybody, I sent him a picture of a jet boil uh, for eighty bucks at REI. I don't know if you for saw eighty that. bucks. Yeah, if it has to be the right one. I has. I did. I did all the math on the weight ratios and this and that, and um, I think we'd be saving about five ounces with the jet boil with the fuel efficiency. Even though mm. if this, the setup's heavier, since we're bringing less fuel, we're going to save five ounces, and then of course right. we're going to get the water boiling like a jet. Like so, a jet. Maybe. Yeah. So I, is it the, yeah, I think the flash is the one that I was looking at, but maybe, but you know what? The pocket rockets are great. They actually made a newer version of one, which is a little bit more fuel efficient, still not as good as a jet boil, but they, again, you can simmer a lot better with those. And then if you're going, you know, super lightweight with the alcohol, 
um, make it your own stoves. We talked about that before in a previous episode. That's really for kind of shorter trips and maybe even like solo or another person along with you. So, mm. so just kind of yeah. match your stove setup with what you like to do out there. It sounds like a rookie mistake. Yeah. Um, that we're still making. We are making that. W- are you going to buy the jet boil? Are you going to, you know, spend the 80 bucks? I mean, I probably will end up doing it as, as you know, or one, you or I will probably end up p- pitching in a majority of that money. Well, by publishing this podcast, we have some listeners out there that go with us that might purchase the jet boil. We'll see. Jetboil, if you're listening, we do <laughs> like to sample gear. Send it to Carl Mandrill. Like, <laughs> That's not what I was talking about. It's not one of the guys we go with. <laughs> well, we can try that too. We can okay. try everything. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to piggyback and detour from my list to appease you okay. and to, it made me think of something. So I think this is something, you and I don't really struggle with this, but I, I would say a majority of our group struggles, I won't say struggles, but does this. I would say pack, overpacking food to if you okay and i only say this because if you're somebody who's like trying to be weight conscious if you don't care about weight do whatever you want right, right. bring a horseshoe set i don't care <laughs> but if you're trying to be weight if you're trying to, if you're trying to be weight conscious and we have people that are like you know overpacking their food like just i like like carl and i joke about like i don't even know if i need to bring food because our friends bring so much food right. and they're not just bringing food they're bringing like full jars of money and they're bringing like, you know, and it's, it's crazy. So I would say if you don't care about the weight, bring the jar of honey. If you want to, you know, think about the weight, then plan your meals out accordingly, you know, to, you know, we're having three nights. These are my three dinners. Here's my snacks for the day. Here's my breakfast. This is what I'm going to do. Try to like plan it that way. So that way, by the end of the trip, you have a lighter pack and you're doing yourself a favor and you're not stuck with all this extra food that you feel like you need to jam down your throat. Jam down your throat. That's it. Jam it. Do you think people feel that like, way? You know, that's, they feel like I got to eat all this extra food. I'll say this. Like my first two years, I, I did the whole like, let me bring the trail mix. I'm going to bring my giant bag of trail mix. And then by the end of the trip, I'm like, I'm so sick of trail mix. Like I cannot put another handful of this peanut junk in my mouth. Right. And I was like, you know, day the last day, I'm like, I still have like a half a bag of this. And I feel like obligated to eat it. You know, I'm not going to like dump it on the trail. Yeah, you've well documented your uh, new disdain for trail mix. I think we, in an upcoming episode, we mm. should. I should come up with a trail mix that you would be willing to eat. I bet I could. I, I bet I could I'm do leaning that. toward more granola stuff, but I, I think it rivals your Nalgene hatred. So mm. maybe we have a, a hatred episode about Nalgene's and trail mix. Yeah. Hey, I have some fun facts about that because I've really been trying to dial in cutting weight for this FKT attempt we're doing here in a couple ah. weeks. Before you say that, wait, before you say that, I actually bought today for my kids, not for me, market, two brand new Nalgene bottles. Mm. I know I know that you're excited about that. Okay. Proceed. Well, that's not for backpacking though, so it doesn't matter if it's not for backpacking. No, it's not, but okay. nonetheless. No, I actually started, I started looking at the weight of... You know, bringing the water bladder versus bringing like a smart water bottle they sell at the store. And I've found that the smart water bottle empty weighs a little bit over an ounce. And Mm. your water bladder, even though I've got a very light one, the Nathan one, which is lighter than the Camelbacks and the Osprey ones, that weighs five ounces. So just by bringing a bottle over a bladder, I'm saving a quarter pound-ish. So And more if you're talking about some of those heavier bladders. So anyway, kind of a fun fact. Are you going to X out the bladder this year? That's going to relate to one of the trivia questions, but short answer is yes. I think I'm going water bottle. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you more information about that. I did just buy, okay. uh, the reason why I kind of was referencing Z-Packs, I was doing some research on their stuff, and I found they have this thing called the Aqua Clip, which straps Ooh. onto your shoulder strap, and you can it clips onto those disposable water bottles. So, you know, for those of you that have a hard time reaching back and grabbing the water bottle out of your mesh pocket, which I do, doesn't doesn't quite work with the pack that I use. Um, it just should just kind of sit right there on your shoulder strap. And you can, it kind of works like the bladder. That sounds so fancy. The Aqua the Clip. The Aqua Clip weighs less than half an ounce. I think so. you're I think you're more about just getting it because it sounds cool. The Aqua Clip. It does sound a little cool. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're, you're, so yeah. I think... Yeah. Anyway, I think I came across that the Aqua Clip when I was watching one of those Dan Becker videos from YouTube. So Aqua Clip. I might be watching a little bit too much YouTube lately. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. But, <laughs> quite possible. <laughs> anyway, so uh, my last one was something mistakes that I haven't made so much recently, 
but I think a lot of people do, and that is mm. trusting the wrong source for gear reviews. Ooh, yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, how do you know what to buy? And so the simple answer or solution to this is look at multiple gear reviews. Don't just look at a magazine. Don't just look at a blog. Um, don't don't trust Derek. You know, look at something. <laughs> you can always trust me. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe, but I would I would try to get that confirmed by somebody else because. Some people are really picky with their gear, and I don't feel like I, yeah. I am. So things that might really bother some people would not bother me and vice versa. And so look at different sources. Um, I, I've got a couple examples where, where it just didn't work out for me, where I actually in my early days of really kind of pouring over Backpacker Magazine, I actually bought this hydration pack made by Golight when they were still around. Mm. And the way that the – and it got this awesome review. And the way the pack – was set up was the like the tube was pinched when it was kind of coming up out of the hole and so you couldn't actually get the water from the bladder to your mouth mm, it didn't actually work yeah it sounds fun yeah. yeah and so i was like this doesn't anyway so it was kind of a bad setup but i've, I've made multiple mistakes where i've bought things based on reviews and um it's and, and some and and really you got to look and see you know what like if you're if you're trusting you know various blogs and and magazines, you know, they get sponsored and they're, you know, they're, they're advertising stuff. And so they're going to be biased and they don't even have the full story. They might not even have some of these online only places like yeah. Z-Packs or, or of course, Outdoor Vitals. You know, when I'm buying something new, I'm like, I'm going to check it out on like a forum. I'm going to check it out on YouTube and just see what everybody says about it and just kind of go with the consensus. But like, like we were saying earlier, like whenever you decide to buy something, you know as well as everybody that if you buy it from a place, let's say it's Amazon or somewhere where you have that option of like returning it with some ease, it gives you a lot of peace of mind. Because if like you get this piece of equipment that you don't like, it's like God, the last thing you want to be is stuck with it and have to sell it on eBay. Which you know you're you're much better at than I am. But if it doesn't work, you just want to return it and try something else. And you and you're kind of the king of returns. We talked about that before. Some of the stores, like we talked about Costco, like they're, they're, they just take it back and, you know, awesome, you know. problem solved. But other places, you know, like REI, they will take it back, but there's a little bit of a hassle involved. They're, they kind of look at you like, I'm ashamed of you for not getting the right item here. And I don't like that look. <laughs> <laughs> you, were t- <laughs> you, were telling, you were telling me a story about that, how you felt shamed at REI. And you're like, did you feel shamed when you returned something? It's like, look, it's within the air. I look right at them, I look at them right in the eye and I'm like... I'll take cash or store credit, whatever you want. Yeah, no, I still I still bring it back, but I just don't like the process. Look, I'll give classes on how to do returns properly. Um, you know, because I've, I've gotten to the point. I've gotten to the point now. I feel like they're telling they're they're talking to me as if I've never used any outdoor item before. Yeah, that's would tough you like, for you. Would you like some help with our associate? Maybe you need to get you know kind of advised on. <laughs> do how you to use this do item. you know how to use waterproof matches, Carl? I'm not sure <laughs> if you want. Look, you know when you get to the point that you can walk into Costco and you don't into the return section, and they first know you by name, but they're like, "I don't need your card. I don't need your card, <laughs> Mister Somerville. Mister Somerville, just don't get your card. Just I know what, I know what it is. Don't worry about it. Right. That that's a uh, that's a different level. It's so, power. Power right there. It really is. It really is. Okay. Um. (laughs) All right. So eight rookie mistakes you might be making. And if you're not making any of those mistakes, then you are farther along than us for sure. So congratulations. And maybe you should be throwing some of this wisdom our way. We can include it on a future episode for sure. Yeah. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, MidwayUSA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal 
develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com All right, Outdoor Vitals. Challenges outdoor enthusiasts to live ultralight through use of premium ultralight products that eliminate waste. You're not going to find, like I said, Outdoor Vitals in a lot of publications out there, but check them out at OutdoorVitals.com. And by the way, they also are are sticking with us for for season three. Go Outdoor Vitals, man. They got some great. Yeah. they got some great stuff. You guys definitely go check them out. They're doing some good stuff over there. They do. But you know what? You should you should check them out. But check out other reviews as well because don't just take a word for it. Yes, that's very true. Don't okay. take Carl's word for it. That's right. <laughs> so I've got, I've got backpacking blunders trivia. Mm, okay. okay. So right. three questions. The third one doesn't really relate to black, backpacking blunders. just kind of fun. But yeah. this is what I have for you. Number one, which of the following rookie mistakes have I made? All right. So I'm going to give you a list of four things. And which of these do you think that I've made? Okay. Ooh, okay. The bladder bite valve was not completely closed and whether it was like other packs leaning against it or the way that it was sitting in the a vehicle or the way it was sitting on something it caused leaks and it caused items to get wet mm. all right okay wearing jeans on an overnight trip <laughs> <laughs> forgetting a tent and then the fourth one is dead headlamp batteries on the trip i have to pick just one no, it, it's it's uh, multiple options here. So it could be all four. could be just one. Uh, I mean... Which ones do you think I made? Um, I want to say... I want to say it's three out of four. Okay. Is that... I don't know if that's accurate. We got time I want to say... I want to say you did the the bite valve because there's too much detail there. Okay. I, w- I want to say you forgot a tent or somebody in your group forgot a tent. But no, this is you. I think maybe you forgot you a tent. And I want to say the last one. I'm, what, what was the last one again? It was the dead uh, headlamp batteries. The dead, yeah. the dead. I feel like you've complained about that before. Complained? <laughs> that was, <laughs> what am I complaining about? I uh, I forgot that to check the batteries. This, this oh. goes back to one of your one of your rookie mistakes. But um, so definitely, I think a lot of people have had the the bladder bivalve issue, which is why another reason why I'm going to try to go without the bladder this year mm. with the aqua clip. <laughs> have not, Again have not the forgotten the tent on a backpacking trip. Have not what? forgotten the tent. Proud of you, dude. Good job. Yeah. But I have forgotten to check the batteries. So Yes, there it is. And and more recent than I'd like to admit on that one. So there you go. Um you got two out of three. I'll also I'll make that one worth um Did you mit, do, so how many of those did you do? You did the first I did and the two. last? I did two. So oh, okay. you, you got you got the I should say you got two, but said three. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna award you one of two points on that one. <laughs> That's so rigged. I feel you, like you I, suggested one that I didn't do. So I feel like bad. me. I feel like me not even mentioning anything about you wearing jeans on a trip should get me a point. Okay, that's that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I could have made a joke about it, but I won't. All right, I'm gonna do it. all right. I'll give you uh, two out of three points. Then. How about that? I don't ever. You know what's funny about you is I don't really picture you in jeans. I never. When I think about certain mm. people, I'm like, yeah, they wear jeans. They're a jean guy. With you, right. and I picture you in like Wranglers, five hundred ones. Not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. I don't know why. Okay. Maybe I think it's your face, but that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Okay, number two, a Uh, little bit subjective, maybe a lot subjective. All right. Rank the smallest to biggest blunder. So you're going to start with the smallest, and you're going to go to the Mm. biggest, and I'm going to give you three, okay? Okay. All right, so first one, drying shoes over a campfire. (laughs) 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 Okay. Next one is packing up your wet tent on the last day and Ugh. then storing it until the next trip. Uh, uh, like it's got condensation. Uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't raining, but it just has like the interior yeah. condensation from your breath, whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then the third one is using your pocket knife as an eating utensil. Your po- <laughs> 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 okay. Which one's the worst or the least to the worst? Okay. Yeah. And I think, that, yeah, I don't think this is actually that. So I think that. 
you can make the case that this is a problem. I mean, I want to say the worst by far. I'm just going to start with the worst. It's got to be the tent. The tent's just, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, that can actually wreck the tent. That can, yeah. You know, mildew, you're oh, done. That's just gross. You don't get that yeah. smell out. Um, right. I'd say the the smallest blunder, in my opinion. Would, <laughs> what kind of order are you going in here? I'm going, I'm going worst, <laughs> back to least, into the middle. I don't do anything, I don't okay. do anything normal. Um, right. Those I'd true. say the okay. Even though no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the shoes is the least because I've done it what twice now. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm like I'm like I'm like bragging about it. I'm bragging about it. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. I just I just wrecked my shoes after my wait. Didn't ones, you you burned your insoles or something? Yeah, or socks. socks. No, no, the yeah. sock, not the socks. shoes. Um, sock. Okay, so I would say that, and then I would say the knife is maybe a little bit bigger blunder because you're just asking to get your mouth cut with something. You, mm. The germs, I mean, come on. Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? Who are you trying to... Tr- yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you sterilize, and that's another story. But I, Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say incorrect on this one. I think that definitely when you hmm. wreck your gear, I don't know. Like, I, I put the pocket knife as the smallest blunder because I don't think it's a blunder. I think that people do that. And if you know how to use blunder. your eating utensil, you can do that without uh. getting hurt. Oh, I thought you were thinking. Why? Okay, I'm. Th- I was. I'll, maybe I'll switch those around. I, I kept thinking you're talking about using the knife as like the spoon or a fork or something. No, like you, like, you, you, you d- like you know, scoop out some peanut butter from somewhere and then you just like lick it off the knife. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's a big deal. Okay, that's definitely the okay. least. Then I thought you were thinking like yeah. What you're saying you is not your your the answers. You'd like to switch your answers to the correct answer. Well, once you fully explained it, and now I know that you're not going to like slice your lip open because if you slice your lip with your thing, like don't come crying to me. Don't come crying to me. No, two different okay. schools of thought. I'm not so. tracking with you. We can just, we can just toggle, we can just toggle okay. those first two. Gotcha. Way. Final question. I sent out a text yep. and an email about the upcoming trip. Like, it had mm. all the details, had the, the gear list attached, and got only one response. It involved mm. one of the following mm. things. Okay? So you got to decide. And obviously, the response okay. is not from you. Okay, so the response involved, A, a problem with the dates, B, an issue with the gear list. Mm. C, a simple thanks for the update. Okay. Or D, do I take Venmo? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say, do you take Venmo? That is correct. Correct. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Do you take Venmo? So Square Cash is out now. Now Venmo is the new one. What the joke, man? Why can't people just do Square Cash? What the joke? You know what? They're pay- they're paying before the trip even happens, so I'm not gonna complain. So there you that's go. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. That's Kinda true. Fun. Yeah. So um, there you go. Uh, overall, I'm gonna say fail on the. On the <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. It was so perfect. It was even... You you got a couple questions wrong, and then you called me like a non-gene wearer. So I don't know uh, how no. <laughs> an administrator would take that well. <laughs> you should be flattered that I don't think of you as a gene guy. Okay. What does that even mean? It means Most something. Most people wear jeans out there. You're, you're, now, you're now upsetting like, people all, that are listening. All I can say is you're welcome. There's nothing wrong with jeans. I just, if you're not a gene guy and you're wearing jeans, you're torturing the rest of us. If you're a gene guy and you wear jeans, great. Good for you. More power to okay. you. It's got to be the right jeans, Carl. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. Derek, we, we just did our first of three summer podcast episodes, and I guess the next one we're going to be coming, coming at people from the trail. Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of update? We should have done this at the beginning. But is there any update or any information you have about anything kind of lingering over from season two to share before we, we sign off, before we head oh, out? Oh, gosh. Season two lingerings. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything we mentioned like in the finale? You know, it's been like a month since we've recorded, so has, stuff happens. It has happened. Like any updates? I have not nothing really major. I mean, I've started the... Uh, the packing process a month out. I bought my food today. Um, we, I got okay. some vegan options. As but your food, like all your food, like most everything. No, no, no. Like the, the freeze dried stuff. Trying some new stuff. They had some new options, so that, I'm excited about that. Got the pesto salmon, guys. Mm-hmm. Got the pesto salmon. We're good there. Okay. Um, but other than that, nothing really, nothing really going on. Pesto salmon. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And I've. Yeah. Um, what about you? Yeah, I've just been training like crazy, trying to get prepped for this FKT attempt. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's we definitely have different schools of thought about how to train between the three guys. So we'll see how that shakes out. Really? But, um, okay. Yeah. But that's okay. So I, I would say I might be the most f- 
like trail fit right now than I've ever been. Really? And yeah. Are you yeah, just, are you just of... walking everywhere around town with your backpack on? That would, that would actually do it. But no, I've just been putting a lot of trail running miles, kind of ru- mixture of trail running, run hikes, mm. heavy pack, light pack, hiking yeah. around with the wife and weights and cross training with cycling and other stuff. So just doing a lot. Nice. So I think Good I'm almost, I'm like six or seven days a week exercising. So yeah, so doing a lot and I'm hoping that that'll play out well. I have a feeling that wow. all this preparation will go right out the window, you know, at mile 25 and I'll just be <laughs> writhing on the side of the trail, but that's okay. Hey, you know what though? You are putting in the work and it's going to help whether you think so or not. To some degree, we don't know what degree that is, but. Right. Good for you, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been trying to work out almost every day. I've been swimming a lot and doing a lot of uh, exercises daily. Except for lower back exercises, right? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I'm kind of annoyed because I've been working a lot on core stuff, and then all of a sudden, like, yeah. oops, that happened. So we'll get back right. into it. We'll rest it up. We'll get back into it. I'm not worried. Yeah. Between now and then, I've also got a, I've got a family backpacking trip coming up in the Lost Creek Wilderness, Colorado. And Nice. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the, the update. So we'll see how these okay. things shake out. You know what we're doing, actually, this actually relates to you, is the first hmm. or the second Colorado trip you ever made was in Lost Creek Wilderness where we did a loop. And yeah. th- we're going to do the same loop. This th- I'm taking the kids in this loop, so I don't know. I, I really? remember there's a monster climb. I think it's like a 2,500-foot climb to start with, so that's going to be the, the big challenge. And then yeah. once we get over that, I feel like it was pretty flatter downhill most of the rest of the way. But, you know, it's still like 30 miles. We're, we did that in three days. I'm planning for four, but I'm going to try to incentivize them to see if they can do it in three if they're up for the, the higher miles without causing meltdowns. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Good luck with the training. Gang, thanks for hanging out with us uh, during the summertime. Uh, we will see you guys in a month. S- rate and review us if you can on your local pod apps. And uh, starting today, we are going to be releasing episodes no longer on Friday, but rather on Monday. Yes. So look look for these episodes to come on Mondays. So that way you can just be in the car on the way to work and just just have something positive before you get to work if you hate your job, you know? And we can we can help you start your week off right. So look forward to seeing you guys on the trail. Stay tuned, stay fit, stay blister-free. We will see you next time on the B&B. And remember, guys, it's not backpacking unless Carl has an aqua clip. Peace out. I was, uh, I hate to say this, but I was going through Carl's computer and, uh, I, I did see, I did see he bought the aqua clip. Um, there's aqua clips for 64 cents. There's aqua clips for $1.52. Carl chose the two pack aqua clip, um, for $287.50. I'm not sure why he did that, but I'm curious to see. I think he just wants to feel special. And I know he said he's only bringing, Fiji water, and I think this aqua clip is specific to Fiji water. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. So we're gonna see what happens on the trail. I will be taking pictures of Carl with his aqua clip. So stay tuned. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.